Welcome back to part two of our interview with Justin Fontenot on our M3 podcast, where we get into cybersecurity and where we are in our nation. So I, w- I want to get into it before we, we try to um, pivot too far um, or continue down different roads. <laughs> it's because we could talk all day on this. But yeah, absolutely. I really want your opinion in the position you're in and what we're seeing in the world with cybersecurity. Yeah. Because I think it's so apropos that we're talking to you. Because my wife and I talk about this consistently, we 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 actually looking at things before it happened, and then when they say it, we go, "Yep, told you. Yep. We knew it was that." Mm-hmm. And there's so much going on that these companies are trying to either hide it, minimize it, or waiting to say uh, something happened to somebody else. Now I can say it happened to me yeah, too. Yeah, because they're worse. Yeah, they're worse. You see, it happened badly to them. Yeah, mine was only twenty three thousand. You yeah, know, as opposed to that was eight million. Yeah, you know, so um, yeah, just help me out through that. I, I, I'm I would love to get your viewpoint on that. No, that works, and it's not too far of a deviation because the opportunity I took from that big four firm is the one I'm in now, and I've been in for the last two years. So, um, yeah, it, it's interesting because it's like one of those things where going back to a little bit of what Chaz was talking about where everybody, especially at the upper levels are viewing it and anything within that, that, uh, wheelhouse as a pure cost. Um, you know, I, I feel that we're starting to slowly see a realization at the upper level that is leading to a culture shift very slowly towards proactively budgeting and giving it namely cyber cyber security, the, the funds they need to execute, right? Right. Um, it's a challenge because I think in in this space you can never be truly 100% secure. Uh, you know, you could you could make an argument for uh, having a ground safe and keeping your documents in this ground safe that's under several feet of concrete, and yeah, that would be pretty secure, right? Um, because it's not connected to the internet, but you still have the risks of somebody coming in, blowing up your safe, and taking it, right? If if there's lucrative enough incentive for them. Um, that exists in, in information, right? We need to be connected. The world that it is now, the information age, all the services and goods have some type of online component virtually at any company. Um, so it's about, in my opinion, it's about positioning yourself to be less of an attractive target, as, as terrible as this sounds, than your competitors. If, if I work in the financial institution space, I need to make sure that I'm staying up to snuff with industry leading practice is the term everybody loves to throw around. Right. Um, what does that mean? That just means I need to make sure I'm better than the average because that way it lowers the likelihood that I get targeted and impacted. Well, we know the banks are are going to be on top of things. There is no doubt about that. Yeah. But then let's bring it to the attention of now we're talking about how, for example, um, Apple, Microsoft, you know, with the situation where the privacy it's a huge thing yeah. compared to Facebook. So, for example, um, we have a good friend who worked for Microsoft, and then, of course, I'm part of Apple, but with the fact that they said, I don't want to give out my privacy. Yeah. Apple specifically said a couple of years, I think it's a couple of years where they were trying to get access to a person 
who was a criminal or died or something like that. Um, and they the, wanted to un yeah, yeah. San San Bernardino, right. uh, James Comey. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Always circling it back. So you know, with that, Apple was like, you know, the government, you know, the federal government, FBI, I think it was, was saying, well, we want you to give me this information, and Apple said, hell no. That's what, yeah. that's low key. I was like, let and me, so, let me get and out then of they home. tried to to pull rank, and Apple yeah. said no. But the thing was, was that Apple was in the media with that. But it was also happening with damn Microsoft as well, because I have a good friend who works there. And he said, Alicia, it's not just them. It's us, too. We have yeah. a case similar to that. And they try to pull out information. Then we got Amazon doing the same thing, recording, recording information that even though it's off. Right. It records what happened because they had a case where somebody killed somebody. They wanted them to get that information. Yeah. So. It's now coming to, then you come to Facebook. Facebook been doing this for a very long time. I mean, to the point, iMessaging. So if you got iMessaging, you're fucked. Because they're, they're taking everything from you. Oh, they're yeah. recording every text, every everything you do. And people ask, why you don't have iMe Facebook iMessaging? I said, because they're recording every goddamn thing. Yeah. And so now we're talking about our personal privacy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so are the banks more secure then our tech companies. Mm. Yeah, so I think. Well, I'll take that question a step further. First, yeah. two 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 part question: Are financial companies? What comes first? Financial finances or tech? Which ones are they? Financial or tech companies? And which ones are more secure? Financial versus tech. So the. The finance, they're financial companies first. They try to brand themselves, and many banks try to brand themselves as a tech company that does banking. Um, that's okay. Like, that's like the fad thing in the banking space to be a bank that's a tech company that banks. Oh, as you can see the arm gestures. Tech as well. Yeah, arm I gestures. Do tech. <laughs> but um, that's like the cool thing if you're a bank apparently lately to to start to brand yourself that way. Totally farce. Um, it's it's the la it's the it's the traditional. They're a bank that has a, a huge reliance on technology. Gotcha. Um, that being said, I think that banks are absolutely more secure on average than your tech companies. Now, this is a really dangerous rabbit hole for me because it's something that I'm super passionate about. I could talk about for hours, but that's like, when you think about banking, banking is one of the critical infra infrastructure industries of the country, right? The bank world. Banking, power, mm -hmm. telecommunications, transportation, uh, yeah. and healthcare. Mm -hmm. are the power five. That's what they call them in the United States. So the United States considers those five industries the most vital to continue to provide the life that the citizens are used to in this country. Say one more time. The power five is banking, so mm -hmm. financial in institutions, um, healthcare, hospitals, doctor offices, anything like that. Right. Telecommunications, so Verizon, AT&T, your internet, and your, your phone providers. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, Banking, hospitals, telecommunications, power. So your power. energy, energy, gas. Georgia then, Power. Yep, Georgia Power and Duke Energy. Scania. All that exactly. Energy. Some of those big ones, and then transportation. Transportation. So usually heavily run and heavily transit. Marta carried by governments, right? Local and muni municipal governments, but mm -hmm. um, still considered one of the power five, and those industries are all very heavily regulated by the government. So it's funny. A lot of what we talked about earlier, you were interjecting with some of the prior discussion about how government is behind. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I can tell you the government is still, when they do release stuff because of how much resources they can pool to an effort, mm-hmm. um, it is instantly adopted as industry leading practice because it's instantly the best resource out there. Okay. So a perfect example is the uh, National Institute of Security, or National Information Security Standards. I can't remember what it stands NIST. for. NIST. Yeah. They have a they have NIST is a government run okay. uh, framework organization. They build frameworks and, and programs and policies around like, hey, this is how you should do under this. the Obama administration. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was it's been around for a long time. Wait, wasn't CS- there? Wasn't it? Was was it update? Happened? I have no idea. Oh. I won't get into that. But it's yeah. been around for a while. Um, but it, save that for yes, another podcast. It, it's it's gotten it's gotten a lot better. And what they do is, you know, right? The government's not going to pour all these resources in and then immediately say, "Here's this is what we found," because they want to use it. They're going to hold it until they feel they have something better. Right. Because the government's not going to give us anything that they're using actively because then the other countries have it. And yep. other countries are total adversaries, even if we're allies with them. Because right? it commercialized. Then. Exactly. Right. And then the other countries can exploit, right? Like th- some of the exploits recently have been because of NSA toolkits getting out there. Mm. These are toolkits that the NSA was using in the 90s and the early 2000s. What do you think they're using now? Mm. Right. Gotcha. Same thing with NIST CSF. NIST CSF got released. Right. I can't remember exactly when. It was in the early 2000s. And it's been expanded since it got released, but it's been expanded by the industry cohort that's been using it, okay. not by the government. The government released it and said, here, this is what we think is really good for you guys. Right. And a bunch of companies still use it today, and a bunch of companies have adopted it. So, so Justin, I got a question for you. So we was debating this on our last podcast repo that none of this stuff is going on. All of these people are stupid. These fucking senators don't know a goddamn thing. But what you're saying is... No, yeah, no, they, no, no, they no. probably don't. Okay, but we have organizations that's actually doing it. We're, They're just not aware. Yeah, of the that. senators don't have the know-how, right? They don't yeah, have the knowledge. So or they don't care. have the knowledge unless they need to know it, and exactly. then they send someone out to say, "Do we do that?" Yeah, yeah go find but out. When you're looking at like CIA, NSA, FBI, I mean Secret Service, you're talking. The programs they're running with, the things that they have, when they get released 15 years on the road, they'll probably be all adopted by industry as well. Gotcha. It's so just, I feel a little confident with their, that. Yeah, they're going to keep their hands close to the chest. And obviously, this is this is kind of speculation, but why are so many companies in the cybersecurity space using NIST CSF if the government is so in, incapable, right? Right, right. Which was built on their framework. Well, I think for our podcast, it was more so from a legislative perspective. Yeah, legislative. yeah exactly. We can't depend At on the legislative the legisla- level, legislators totally to pass national. Our debate was there needs to be, like, if I, I think I said if I was president, I would, I would create a new cabinet yeah. and I'd be like someone to be secretary of like IT, basically a CIO. Like SMEs. Yeah. Well, that, who? Subject matter experts. SME. Oh, it's a SME. Yeah, it's a buzzword, bro. Yeah. We're gonna have to circle yeah. back. See, you there know? you go. Part of that conversation well, you gotta no, have no, with no. him. We'll have to touch no, base. No one you says know what I mean? SME. People say yes, subject we matter expert. We say SME. I say subject matter expert. Well, or I just write it SME. People mm-hmm. laugh at you behind your back about yeah. that. They were like, uh, "Thanks, Chaz. What the fuck is who wrong says, with you? Who says SME out loud like that? SME. Jesus Christ. That's like instead of laughing, laugh out loud. Subject matter. I just say uh, anyway. Yeah, but just, yeah, but basically like a CIO, CTO for the government, yeah, just totally. to you know, that's that's basically the conversation. Yeah. We had, you know? So it it can be balanced across 
the country because when they need something like, for example, when Atlanta got hit and it was kind of like, oh, what the fuck do we do? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yo. What's your take on the Atlanta ransomware? Mind you, I was just going off a federal level, right? Right, right. But with the federal backing of the entire country, the resources that we have, it's that's my speculation there. At the state and municipality level, it's just total amateurs. <laughs> total amateurs for the most part, right? They're just like, like the GBI is really good, right? Georgia right, Bureau of Investigation, right. they're really good at what they do. And they get involved with a lot of really high profile incidents and stuff like that from a technology right. perspective. When you're getting into like state and local government, though, it's just awful. It's just pretty shitty. Because think about like what we just mentioned, the senators and the congressmen, they don't have the technical know-how or the acumen to speak to what they're talking about, but they, what they they're going to sit there and try to fake it, right? Because, right, right? because it fits what they want or mm-hmm. they think it does. Um, and that is exacerbated when you get down to, in my opinion, down to the state municipality level. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Thanks for ruining my confidence. So do you think government should get involved with the sort of privacy security issue that um, right now we're handling or dealing with Facebook? That's a really good question. I honestly don't have a strong answer for you i don't know if i've really thought about where i stand on that issue specifically opinion like i'm kind of i'm kind of libertarian traditionally right like i'm like you know just let us do us let capital market figure itself out right Uh, me too um but at the same time greed when in the hands and the, and the power that these companies have, they they are able to enact as almost an oligarchy on the people. Right. Um, if the federal government is truly trying to protect that from happening, mm-hmm. then I don't know if I would really be upset about that, to okay. be honest. But it, I it's it's a really loaded answer, right? Like yeah, yeah. it would have to be done <laughs> so perfectly. And right. massively. Yes. This isn't a, oh, let's put a bill in and we'll work it through. This is something that all hands-on have to kind of agree with, yeah. have to kind of work through. Um, I think it's pretty massive. Yeah, it's definitely important, right? right like, right. You can't just sit there and, and monetize a human and the information that they give you willingly in the spirit of privacy, right? Mm-hmm. In right. the spirit of this is my information, Um I totally disagree with companies monetizing that without at least like being very upfront. Like even like, you know, going back to Equifax, credit reporting agencies are a total scam because it's like <laughs> they built this they built this system and their profit margin is like 98%. Right. They get right. data from all these other companies yeah. and then they resell it because and they, say, they hey, get look, so look much what data they can right. package and correlate and right. model so many things and then they resell it to all these other companies and they make a killing. Right. A right. killing. And it they're an interesting case because CRAs are totally unregulated. They're regulated by the FTC, mm-hmm. which has no fining capacity, which is why Equifax has not been fined. Thanks, John Oliver. So the FTC like totally isn't who should be regulating a, an industry like credit reporting industries, right? When you think about how much of our financial structure builds on that. Right. Um, we sh- I, I think the, FT- the FTC should hand it off to the federal, like the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and then that the Federal Review around. Board. Like, yeah, right. It's about <laughs> to get dissolved probably. Um, and then like, you know, the the the, the Federal Review Board, Revenue Board, um, you know, they, they heavily regulate banks. And they're in, not just in 
the bank's operation from a financial perspective, they come into my group and they say, what are you guys doing? You know, they audit right. our infosec practices too. So just two things, cause I think we've gone long, but I gotta have these two things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of them is, are you confident in what you're doing and how you see where we're headed? And the other one is, cause I can, we, we discussed it on our political podcast. I think cybersecurity now we're at war because people are actually attacking us. Total. Totally. So, opinion. Um, yeah. So I would say I'm hopeful. I wouldn't say I'm at the point of being confident yet. Okay. I right. think that the, it's always going to be a game of catch up, right? The, the, the sophistication of the bad actors out there mm -hmm. and the assets and, and resources they have at their disposal is at an all time high. And it's going to continue to uh, grow exponentially. Um, you know, it will require shifting viewpoints kind of in the sense of some of the things you talked about, which is like industries uniting in order to match the resource and capability that these bad actors are, are armed with the entire banking industry should have to come together, right? right? And formulate these strategies and these solutions that every bank can use. But there's we're so far apart from an industry working like that, at least to my knowledge, any industry working that way. Cryptocurrency. <clears throat> yeah. The, I mean, I, I don't have much knowledge in depth on that space, but mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's that's an example. Like, I, like coin offering companies, coin, coin companies are definitely working together because they realize it's in their best interest to bring a validity to cryptocurrency right so this is something just out of the blue and I'm, i think we've seen something like this but do you think there's going to be any possibility where i can somebody will create some app some software or some um um something where they can say okay i don't want i want my data to stay private and can block people from accessing a lot of their privacy via um internet or anything like that almost like uh how on you can go to the the credit website i forget exactly what you, but you do like a credit freeze mm -hmm. almost do like a privacy freeze in the future so like nobody can look my data up period yeah kind of lock it kind of like lock it it's like your credit like it becomes a separate product almost. i see what you're saying i don't think that that's i don't think that that would be possible just because there's already so much out there there's yeah. so many yeah roads that they would have to cover right um I think when you're talking about critical information, like your social security number and your driver's license, things that are extremely unique, mm -hmm. not just your name and stuff that would be really difficult to filter and, and control against. Yeah. I think for critical information, social security number, driver's license, mm -hmm. probably, um, you know, there are solutions that we use at the bank and a, a lot of different critical industries use that already you can type in defined terms and it will scrape the web and it will just, which is just, it goes to a website and it clicks links. It's an AI solution that just clicks links Damn. and it follows and every single Fucking page it gets AI'd. to. <laughs> exactly. Every single page it gets to, it's immediately searching for what you defined. Right. So if, right. if if you're like, hey, my social security number, I want this service to be concurrently running, it would be fucking expensive right, right now. Mm -hmm. But I think that that will be something in the future that will be more commonplace in the market because it's going to become scalable and cheap. At so point. almost a security, a portable security access to say, you know, once I renew, you almost have to scrape your identity and yes. start fresh and then say from here on, my security is locked. 
Yeah, and that's where I don't know if you guys have heard of the discussion of getting rid of linking social security number to credit reports. No, I haven't heard that. They've they've thought about creating like a tokenized, like unique Makes individual token, right? right? You have a token, Chaz has a token, I have a token. That token is already hashed in its language and it has one solid point where it can get corroborated to to confirm the actual identity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you, for people who don't know, what is a token? So a token is just a unique value that is basically like predetermined, right? So like <clears throat> if I come in, 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 in layman's terms, if I'm coming in to unlock the front door of my house, mm-hmm. only my cut key is going to work with that cut lock. Right. That key is my token to get into that lock, right? And no other locks. No other locks. Yep. And no other keys theoretically should work on that lock unless I make multiple. And that's how a lot of the cryptocurrency is that unique, that, that cryptocurrency that you own. Uh-huh. It's so unique that when right. you lock, put it in somewhere, it goes from there and then it moves again, but it's only staying from that. Only you have that access until you trade it off right. and it sits locally somewhere and it's not out there for everybody else to see. But um, regulation is trying to catch up to that shit. Yeah. So yeah, they are. Yeah. But it, it, if if something like that were to happen, a massive undertaking of you know re- reducing our reliance on social security number mm-hmm. and going to a token, some type of extremely unique, difficult to crack, secure value, mm-hmm. um, I think then what we were just discussing would be capable. So like mil- legitimate comfort that you are totally secure. Yeah. Because so, right now I would say that it's impossible you're like, to get hundred no percent. No way in hell. Right? Yeah. So the militarization of hacking and Oh yeah. Um really fascinating. And kind of going back to some of my interests are like, you know, international relations and stuff. Right. It's something I do a lot of reading on on my own time. Um yeah, we're totally at war. Yeah. We we have been for a long time. Yes, we have. With multiple countries. Yep. So come Countries that we're not even talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and countries that, that we shake hands with at summits. Yep, exactly. Yeah, the governments are stealing each other's main countries' companies' secrets. They're stealing each other's country secrets. They're actively working to do those things mm-hmm. anonymously under the guise of rogue groups and things like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is motherfuckers have Acme. <laughs> like motherfuckers. <laughs> Acme Computer Institute. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're cool. yeah Unless you're yeah. Russia, then then Putin just goes, "It's us." Yes. Yeah. Ooh. It's us, and I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. riding a bear. <laughs> yeah. They see me yeah. <laughs> with my Donald. shirt off. You know. Donald, I said Melania for you. So, <laughs> yes. so Justin, I really appreciate your time. Um, um, outstanding. I, I I love to hear people's story, especially where they're at now. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate um, because it. Because there's a lot of people who really take for granted and they look at people and be like, you got it made, dude. What the fuck you telling me? I've you had know? a conversation like that before, yep. multiple. Yep. And But the thing is, when you, when you free yourself and say, I know where I've been, mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of that. I just know where I've been. Yeah. And I can tell you that regardless of where you at right now, you still can get there. I'm living proof. So that's why I really appreciate it, and, and, and thanks, Chaz, because we talk to so many different people, and sometimes people's stories need to be told in order for others to be confident to say, I can move on. Yeah, I can, I can do this. It's I, not I, as I, impossible. 
And for me, this is such a huge topic because I think for our generation, millennials, um, I mean, we're definitely the first, maybe the second, but definitely everyone go to school, everyone get a degree. And sometimes people don't think about their major in terms of employment or they don't think about it in terms of just they graduate without a plan or anything next. And then they just kind of squander and they just they're just not really moving forward. In the they way just that, make money. Yeah. In the way that they would, they would like to. And they get stuck and frustrated. Like, you know, you don't want to go to get have a bachelor's degree and be a waiter or waitress. Yeah. But sometimes people. So There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people get caught up in that or, you know, it's like. You know, you're <laughs> almost thirty. I was like, "Damn, I'm in a I'm in a two bedroom apartment with four adults." I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, it's like life just isn't going to going how they planned. And I think it's people just you have to really think about um, how. And sometimes just the how isn't that isn't that easy. I know, you know, it's kind of like go on LinkedIn, message people, go to networking events, do this, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's, it's not that Sometimes easy. it's not that easy. Yeah, it's just not yeah. depending on your situation and whatever. You might succeed and then have, a, have to take a step back, but, you know. Yeah, especially when you're starting over. Especially. especially when you're uh, when you're going from one industry to another. You probably will have to take that short, that like a three-year hit maybe. Build yourself up and then, you know. But hopefully, if you... See the writing on the wall that you may want to get out of this industry. That's when you start to focus on how you can position yourself to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't take that hit, right? You get out of it by making a lateral move and right. you're at the same spot. And then you climb and then again. you can climb. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, I really, you know, I appreciate you know, Great yeah. discussion. Yeah, it was good. Sorry, I was long in the tooth a little bit. I, no, like no, I said, no. I can, you, I can talk. Actually not. Actually, yeah. <laughs> actually, we... we that's why I didn't say anything. You see, Mister uh, Ball fucking sixty minutes over here. So, like, did you catch that shit? Militarization of hacking opinion. Like, Talk. I gotta have it. Yeah, yeah. Black, I have it. Like Anderson Cool. I just need the glasses. I like it. No, excellent. I, I really appreciate it. Um, Definitely, if things get hot and heavy, we'd love to have you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and now you got the baby, we 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 can kind of get you dialed in. You don't have to physically come over. I'd be happy to uh, have another discussion yeah, about you know, whatever. First time, you got to come in studio, get the vibe, get the mm-hmm. you know yeah, chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. Then we may have you on Repo, Rethink Politics, baby. Oh, political, I got, political. I got, I got some good ammunition for that, and I got a, a friend who uh, who would actually be excellent on that. He's, oh, really? He's uh. <laughs> he is ridiculous, but yeah, he's. I, we like ridiculous. Yeah, okay. he, he, he's he's my buddy that I mentioned. That's a nurse. He's hilarious. Okay. He's okay. hilarious. Okay. Nah, fantastic. Any last thoughts, Chaz? Nah, I mean, take notes, bitches. You know, get your <laughs> shit together. Yeah, man, position yourself. Like, and just know, like, position listen, yourself. Listen to, to Justin's story. If you if you're serious and put in the hard work. You know, you there's obstacles, but it's gonna take a couple of years. But just mm-hmm. keep grinding, and you know, keep that long term, the long term view. It doesn't matter if you're fucking 35 trying to change. Yeah, it, the the faster it's like weight loss. The faster you start, and by you know what I'm saying, it's like don't be six months later. They're like, man, if I would have started in January, I would have been fine. And don't yeah. wait for something to fall in your lap. Like everybody's like, oh, well, you know, everybody says it's all about who you know. So I'm just gonna wait till I find somebody I know. No, Just you go out find there. the people. Yeah, yeah go out there. Yeah, because exactly. it is it is heavily about who you know, right? But like, 
uh, the last two jobs I've gotten, I didn't know a single person to get me the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. It's not, it's not a a hurdle you can't get, get around. So Justin Fontenot. So you have any social media to plug or anything like that? Yo, catch my Instagram channel. No, I'm (laughs) I'm on IG bitches. (laughs) Do you have any professional uh, social media and such online presence to plug? No, no, I don't. You can look me up on LinkedIn, Justin Fontenot. Probably want to spell that shit. Uh, it's all right. You'll, if you if you want to find me, you'll his, find his, me. His name is on the goddamn uh, podcast. Ch- you can find Chaz Jenkins. He might be easier to find. Just Every don't. Way. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from Chaz <laughs> once once you do find him. Oh, shit. I have to say this, Just. I you are incredible. You have a, a like a a whole lot of knowledge, and I Thank think you. that you should really start thinking about um being an entrepreneur with the information you have this is like this is like the perfect opportunity right now with the need of cybersecurity. yeah i think that you could find something where you can really do something right now before it gets saturated yeah this is like the perfect time and i really think that you should think that's about great that. advice i appreciate um, that I get last thing though from since we're talking about IT positions a lot of IT companies to big piggyback on their question what about non competes is that something you have to deal with in the current position or previous positions not currently but previously I have it was more about um, trying to sell similar services in the same space okay. as this big firm right. um, not so much. I mean, right, it's about like, hey, the the intellectual property you create when you work here is ours. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's to be expected, but the knowledge, you can totally use different colors. You right. can rebuild it and use different colors, right? Yeah. And that's it's right. That's right. Um, like, like some of – you laugh. Some of the projects <laughs> I did when I was at this this big firm – I rebuilt exactly what I built because I knew it was really good to have as something I could offer as a portfolio. I rebuilt it myself while I was building it concurrently on my personal computer with my own branding, right? And my own color choice and color scheme and no like identifying information mm-hmm. from the project. So like That's I, what you do. I built some of my own stuff, right? Like little Excel things, little toolkits mm-hmm. and workbooks that I have for security and I'm just kind of amassing that, right? Like, and that's the thing too. Entrepreneurially, uh, entrepreneurship is important. So I'm reminding myself, like, anytime I I learn something or I go to, uh, like, let's say I read an article on Sands or or another uh, infosec org or something, and I'm like, man, this is a really good article. Mm-hmm. I might just save it, you know, bookmark it or download it and send it to myself and and, and read arch- later. archive it, yeah. right? Like, I have a ton of stuff. I'm I'm amassing in a folder on my hard drive, which I have backed up. Uh, back up. <laughs> That's right. Unless the Russians already on it. Uh-uh. It's all right. They, they can have all that. They probably already got that stuff. Yeah, they already got it anyway. <laughs> Don't worry about them. But yeah, it's, it was great, and I appreciate that advice. It's it's very nice to hear those words from you. So I appreciate so that. We appreciate it. BougieBlackBrother.com, BougieBlackBrotherNetwork. It'll be on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean. Uh, almost every freaking way. You know, you can catch us on Facebook, on IG, Bougie Black Bro, um, Instagram, Bougie Black Bro as well. Um, gonna put some snippets out there because you you had some really highlighted shit that I gotta get it out there. Gotta <laughs> get it out there. So I'm gonna throw some snippets. You probably see it on the IG. But uh, really appreciate the time. Yeah, Definitely course. gonna have you on. Gotta have you on the repo though. 
because uh, we get into some things and we, we share a lot of opinions. Yeah. But our opinions is based on a lot of good information. Absolutely. It's yeah. not just uh, right wing. Rambling. Yeah, just fucking rambling re- about regurgitating mass media. Exactly. <laughs> it's, My it's buddy really... does a little bit of that. <laughs> Well, we, we don't mind that because we <laughs> attack you on it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo, I feel like I just watched an hour of CNN after we yeah. spoke for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Dude, you're just full of shit as well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, M3. See you soon. Peace. Later.